Hey, this is Ryan Dungey, and you're listening to the Moto X-Pod Show. Hey, this is Heather Kiefer, and you're listening to the Moto X-Pod Show. Hello, everyone. This is Mike Brown here. You're listening to the Moto X-Pod Show. What's up, Moto X Pod Show 66, I believe, TJ, is that right? That's right, because 66. last week was my race number, remember, 65? Uh, I don't know what your race number is, sorry. You're supposed to know those things. No, nah, man. I thought you cared about me. You don't race. That's true. I'm sad Those now. are just numbers that kind of hold your bike together when it... When you know, bike's looking sick. I was out there in the shop today cleaning it up, and I kept looking over at it. It was giving me eyes. Trying to remember how to ride it. <sighs> Four months now. All right, guys. So first off, let's talk about our sponsors, uh, MX Girl Designs, graphics, stickers, uh, all kinds of stuff. She's got T-shirts. Charlene is really uh, great at what she does. She has great prices. It's MX Girl, G-U-R-L. Check her out on Instagram, uh, website, Twitter, all those kind of things. Get some graphics from her. You need new graphics. I know you do. And that helps us support the show. So, yeah, go to check out Charlene. Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas. All your motorcycle needs, anything you could ever imagine you want for a motorcycle, street bike, dirt bike, firearms, place is pretty killer. It's like a guy's paradise. Go check it out. Broadway Power Sports. All Sport Dynamics, their best wrist braces in sports. Uh, whether you motocross, ride bulls, jump out of airplanes, I don't care. These things will save your wrists. They are amazing. Same thing that... Uh, let's see who, who's wearing AC. Me, that's all I know. Adam Ciancerillo, Joey Savacci, uh, Brock Tickle, Austin Forkner, Weston Pike, Darkside, which is that's me. Yeah, that's yeah, you. yeah. Muscle Mark, we all wear them. They're amazing. Check them out. And I'm a picky guy about what's on my wrist. Yeah, and I, I don't even notice them. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, you can uh, get with me. I I'm a dealer, and I can get with the owner and get you guys hooked up. And of course, shock socks—the 10-second removable fork seal protector. Man, if you want to, if you want to save time working on your forks, you know when they leak and you get dirt and grime in there, just go to Rocky Mountain or Tucker Rocky, um, you know, and get these shock socks. Shan Garcia is a good buddy of ours. He helps us out. He does giveaways with us. So yeah, check him out. Shock socks. And then of course, we got our Patreon account up and running. We got a bunch of people, you know, contributing. That's helping us out. That actually helped. Muscle Mark and I go to Supercross this, this weekend. It paid for our hotel room. That's right. Um, so we really, really appreciate that, and we've put up some free content. I did our interview with Chad Reed, and I did one with Austin. Mark and I did one with Austin Forkner that we posted on Patreon, so only those guys can hear it. I'm not a Patreon follower, so I guess I didn't even get to hear it. Dang. I'll email them to you, man. You pay for all the equipment, so yeah, I'll give it to you. So yeah, check out our Patreon, man. Go on to patreon.com, Moto X Pod Show. 
help us out if you uh, feel the need. It can be as little as a couple bucks, I believe, and up to 10000 man. If you want to do $10,000 a month, we'll take it. What, do you think, what, what can we do with $10,000 a month? I mean, I could quit my job and I could go to every race. We could cover it and leave you guys here. Wait, I got left here. I need the full ten thousand. Oh, you need. Oh, but whatever is left over, whatever's left over, you guys can have. Well, that's awesome. Sweet. Well, Mark's not here tonight, so um, well, he's left out. I guess he's out. I get the leftovers. Sounds fair. Awesome. Sounds fair. So yeah, man. Anyway, we you know we really appreciate all you guys. Uh, Mark and I got to meet a lot of cool people at uh, Arlington Supercross this weekend. A lot of fans. It was really neat. We gave some stickers out. I, uh, TJ, I told you, I burned about 70 CDs. You were doing it during the uh, show last week. Yes, of interviews that we've done in the past to hand out at Arlington to random people. How'd that to, work out? Well, I left them in the hotel room. <laughs> did you leave them, like, did you just, like, screw it, just leave them there even when you left, or did you? Well, I didn't realize it until I got to the track, to the stadium. Yeah. And we were getting ready to start walking around. You know, it was mid-morning when they start letting fans in, so I was going back to the van which I snuck in. I was parked with Chad Reed behind his rig, so I wasn't about to leave and go back to the hotel. That's I, right. I couldn't have got back in. Right. Anyway, so I walked over to the van, looked in, and my bag was gone. Not there. And I said, oh, crap. And Mark said, yeah, I saw it sitting on the table. I just didn't realize you needed it. <laughs> you know, it wasn't his fault. I didn't tell him. But yeah, so I, I misplaced all can those still CDs. Blame I him? spent hours upon hours. We can. Heck yes. Sure. But I, uh, yeah, great time, man. You know, I, but I guess we really, let's, let's start off with talking about your weekend with Doc, Loretta Lynn's qualifier. Uh, we went to Bowers MX. It's out in Amarillo. At the the videos I see online of it, we were expecting it to be like on a plateau, like flat, whatever. It actually had a, had a lot more elevation than what I was expecting. It's kind of built down in like a ravine, um, which was pretty cool. The layout was cool. The um, track owners, I mean, you can only do so much when you have uh, thirty mile an hour winds all weekend, as far as keeping it moist. But was moist, so, but yeah, keeping it moist, yeah. Ugh. Anyways, it um to keeping it nice and wet and and traction, but they did a really good job. The turnout was, I most everybody was from either Colorado or New Mexico. I think pretty much all the Texas people went to Dallas Supercross. Um, but pretty decent turnout. I think there was nineteen in one of the classes and sixteen in one of his other classes. So yeah, we had fun. I mean, if anybody is in the Amarillo area, definitely check out that track. It's Something I want to ride. Hey, before you continue, I feel like a total asshole right now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're missing someone tonight. Muscle Mark is not in. Uh, you guys know he does FedEx, and they swamped. have him swamped. He, uh, Did you see the he, picture? Yeah, his truck was overly loaded, and he's just and we got a lot of rain going on right now. So he he was behind. He can't make it in tonight. So I apologize, and uh, that's why the opening of the show probably sucks because I'm not used to doing it. Mark's got that thing down pretty well, Pat. Yeah. And he doesn't slack off on his job. He does it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I suck. I'm sorry. It, I, I wasn't prepared. I mean, I wrote notes. I still did it terribly. You still did, still did it terribly, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I'm sorry. But back to your... Let's go back to... Oh, Doc's it was awesome. Weekend. It was awesome. Um, Doc got qualified in all of his classes. And yeah, I mean, what else can you say? He had some decent races, but pretty much just ran away with it, every, everything. But I mean, it was it was a good weekend. Yeah. Well, tell me... You, you told me a little story... That you told him, like a little saying you told him. Uh, do you remember, like you were sitting in the back of the truck? Oh, and, sit- yeah, tell me, tell we people. We were sitting what you told in the him. back of the uh, the toy hauler and the, out in the shop watching some of the races. And kids were walking by. Hey, what's going on, Doc? And he's like, Hey, what's up? You know, just kind of being and being nice. I mean, he's mm-hmm. a really nice kid. And I looked over at him. I said, You remember when we used to go to qualifiers or go to races? And there was that one kid that was just dominating everybody. And 
you know, some people knew him, but he was kind of the cool kid. He's like, yeah. I'm like, how does it feel to be that kid now? And it just like a light come on in his <laughs> eyes that he was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So let me ask you, how does it feel to be the goofy dad of the really cool kid? Because you've never experienced that. Well, most of the most of the really fast kids and even the fast kids that were there, their dad is like super involved and yeah. they're staying on the line with their kid until the last minute so they can pat Junior on the back and then right. they're hollering at him in the corners. <laughs> And I'm like, would you just go away? And I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a little different than most of the moto dads. I'm there for him and taking care of everything he needs, but um, I'm kind of over it. So, right. Well, I meant, how does it feel to have a kid that's cool when you don't know what? That oh, feels he's not like? cool. That's the difference. Some of these kids think he's cool because he's fast on a dirt well, bike. That's all. That's what I'm talking about. Nobody yeah. ever thinks you're cool. You were, everybody mean, thinks I'm cool. And by everybody, you mean your wife, Kathy, and everybody that. <laughs> I, I can hear her I can laughing, hear her laughing <laughs> in the other room. room. <laughs> <laughs> Muscle Mark thinks I'm cool. Like he sends me texts all the time. <laughs> no. All the time. He's like, hey, man, I just want to let you know I'll give you a hard time, but I think you're really cool. Oh, okay. He's oh. not here to defend himself. Yeah, so how can... I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. You let me in on those secrets. He's got so. like a man crush on me. Right. Okay. Right on. <laughs> so with your weekend, come on, th- your weekend well, was actually cool. Yeah. We, we only have a few minutes before I get our first guest in, so we won't be able to get into it too much. Um, but yeah, so for me, I got there Thursday night because I just, or Thursday afternoon, actually, yeah, I, I could that. not wait to go. So I just left like midday Thursday, went and got my room, had a little issues with that. Um, that doesn't matter though. It, um, as soon as I got my room checked in, I was like, I was, free, I was ready just to do something. So I drove yeah. over to the stadium and uh, Goose and their truck driver, Corky, were working on Chad's bike in the pits. And That's cool. Since I had got to hang out with them all weekend at Houston, you know, they knew who I was and we, we hung out and I actually had a tool that the truck driver needed that uh Goose didn't have, so that was kinda cool. Mark? Huh? The tool that you had. Oh no, 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 an actual tool. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's and, cool. And, yeah, we hung out for a little while, visited, and then bright early Friday morning, went over to the stadium, helped Chad's team set up, Dan Truman, all those guys. Um I take that back. It was actually myself. Goose and the truck driver Corky probably probably for the first hour and a half even before Dan showed up. Yeah, they got there later. They flew in. Yeah, Friday, which at Houston they they were there the whole time. But so we were putting the tent up just with three of us. Yeah, for a good while. And then Mark he was a little behind. He had some uh, issues getting out of the house with family. He just yeah, the, you know he he was taking care of his daughter and whatnot and didn't make it quite as early and. Uh, but anyway, Mark got there. We got them all set up, hung out. Hal showed up. That's yeah. Hal was there. That's the other guy. My bad. So there was yeah. four of us. Um, you guys listen to Pulp and everything. You know who Hal is. The team member. He is. <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but yeah, Hal. First of all, Hal is one of the best dudes I've ever met in my life. Better than me. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. amazing. Hal, For you're sure. an amazing Hal man. Hal is if a you're great, great dude. Um, he's become really tight with Dan Truman and Goose and those guys, and they apparently voted him in as official. Team CR22 member. That's awesome. Official jacket. And if you guys remember, how's the same guy that Dino, he's been following Dino forever. And um, Dino gave him his race jersey in Houston yeah. for supporting him for so long. Like, called him over. How was walking by. And oh, Dino, that's right. That's Dino right. said, Hey, yeah. how? Come here and called him over. And how deserves this stuff? Because he, yeah. I promise you, if you called right now and said, Hey, man, I really need that Dino jersey. Or I really need that CR22 jacket. He'd give it to you because that's <laughs> the kind of nice guy, guy. He, he's that's just awesome. that kind of guy, and I was so happy for him. Um, but anyway, it was it was a really cool experience. You know, we yeah. um, we did press day. Mark took pictures. Um, it was his first time being able to shoot like you know professionally 
at a Supercross. Got a lot of really bitching pics, so check out his uh, Instagram, and he's getting those posted. I've been, I've been meaning to ask, did he get the, um, like, to get down on the floor, like track walk and all that stuff that Steve doesn't since he was actually shooting No, photos? we couldn't we couldn't go on track walk. Okay. Like, you know what? He might have been able to, actually. I don't know. We didn't look into it. Because he, he had Because we were doing some other stuff. He had, we were down for press day. Right. Um, Saturday morning, I don't know. He was shooting in the pits and other stuff, but it was cool, you know, and then I did a bunch of interviews you guys can check out on our uh, iTunes and... And only and, and only the Patreon members get the two best interviews. They were probably the two best. Yeah, <laughs> I would saying, say they yeah. were pretty good. We got some really good stuff. I mean, David Villemans was really good, dude. DV and I put that on the yeah, iTunes. That was and a all, good interview. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, I don't. It was honestly, it's too much to even wrap my brain around. Like I, I'll, I'll just keep remembering stories for the weekend. It was, it was a blast. Um, you know, we're about to have to get our first guest on, so maybe after the show we can talk a little bit more about it and awesome. tell some more stories. So, um, hey, we're going to uh, be back here in just a few minutes with Vince Freeze, and then we've got Tyler Bowers and uh, Ray, Jay, Jay Reynolds Jay Reynolds with yeah. the Nitro Arena Cross Tour. So, guys, hang tight, and we'll be right back. Awesome. All right, guys, we are back. MX Girl Designs, Broadway Power Sports, All Sport Dynamics, and Shock Socks, the original 10-second removable, removable fork seal protector, our awesome show sponsors, and they help us bring the show to you guys. And tonight we have Moto Concept, Smart Tops Honda, Vince Freeze. What's up, Vince? Hey, guys, what's going on? Not much, man. We're just sitting here talking a little moto, trying to – we were talking about our weekend that we had as uh, fans and – "Quote unquote media this weekend." <laughs> you probably don't know this, but that was our only our second Supercross as "quote unquote" media. So we're we're still pretty excited. I don't how'd it go? It, it went really good, um, man. I, I'm I keep telling everybody we've been doing the show about a year, and the fact that a year ago we were just basic fans, and now we have a show where we get to talk to guys like you and Blake Baggett and and Roger DeCoster and David Villeman is mind blowing to me. Yes. So, it's pretty awesome, man. And um, everybody in the sport, for the most part, is really, really nice people. We haven't met anybody that treats us like crap yet. Hold on. Sounds like you guys are doing it right then. Well, yeah, Vince, I, I wasn't there this weekend, but um, you might want to be careful about who you give your number out to, giving the number out to this, you know, long headed, uh, heavy metal <laughs> dude. You can't, you got to be careful about that, man. Yeah, I probably got to think twice to have somebody screen him for Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, Vince, you got 12th this weekend, um, and if I'm not mistaken, that's what you got last year. Um, yeah. But you're yeah, having some pretty so. good rides, you know, and, and the team has been behind you for a few years now and, and seems to be a really strong team. you got a great teammate in Justin Brayton. How do you feel about your year so far? Um, it's been pretty good. You know, it started a little slow, but um, I'm, I'm getting to where I want to be. My speed's been pretty good these last few weeks, and uh, – yeah, the bike is obviously great. You, you guys can see from what Justin's doing on it that that um, you know the bike's capable of being up front. Um, yeah, like I, I got got my first top ten of the season last week in San Diego, and then this week was. I actually think I rode better this weekend than I did last week, and it just kind of things didn't go my way. I got a bad start, and then I fell uh, a few laps into that main event, so I was pretty much dead last. And right. And uh, had to make a comeback. But, yeah, it's been good. Um, 
bike and team and everything has been been great and hopefully we can kind of keep building on this it's crazy we're already almost at the halfway point here so yeah that makes um, me a little sad <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah um you know and, and honestly this season has been just full of injuries for guys so i i, I would assume that part of a big part of this season is really just trying to stay healthy and maybe get through to the last three or four rounds and then really try to come on strong and see who's left. Yeah. Yeah. So many guys are getting hurt. Um, it's crazy. So this year with all the injuries and stuff that you've like, like this guy's stuff, you're there racing this every weekend. Is it something to do with the tracks that there are, is it just one of those like freak years? Oh man. I think it's just that we're all riding at such a high level right now. Um, and I think there's a lot of pressure on a lot of guys. You know, if you if you look at the lineup going into Anaheim 1, there's probably more than 15 guys going into that race that, that are all, I guess you'd say, like expected to, to be on the podium. Yeah. Right. You know, they're, whether, whether they're expecting it from their, themselves, their trainers, or mostly it's going to be their, their teams, you know, thinking, hey, we put all this in you, we're paying you X, you better be on the podium. And, that's that's a tough thing for for even some of the baddest dudes in the world to to try to be able to to handle that you know and and go out there and race every weekend and when there's 15 guys all aiming for three spots 12 of them are gonna at least end up blowing themselves up before the year's up you know they're gonna they're gonna crash out trying because you know they're it's just not possible for everybody to have a good result every weekend and guys kind of start to melt down a little bit i think so you you brought up a point about the team's pressure in some of the riders and and I know from I've heard from other interviews from you and from Justin that Tony seems to be a pretty good team manager but is there I mean have you been in situations or do you know I mean does that really happen where they pull guys aside and just just straight up tell them hey you're not doing good enough you need to get you know that kind of stuff Um you know I I haven't been on a on a one of the the full factory teams to where they do that but I've heard a lot of um stuff where yeah the pressure is pretty heavy wow and, um, um yeah I'm, I'm really lucky to be where i'm at you know the the smart top bullfrog spas team has been awesome about just kind of saying hey hey go go do what you can do and we hired you because of who you are we want you on the track doing doing your best we don't expect um anything over the top we don't want you to go crash out trying too hard or, or whatever um so yeah they they've really help me with that you know and help me to 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 stay consistent and right be out there and just learn and grow as a rider instead of going out there and, and blowing myself up within the first two rounds and sitting at home watching the rest of the season <laughs> exactly know, that's, that's not what anybody wants yeah it seems like tony has really come into himself as a as a manager you know we we all have heard the stories about him you know with with mike in the early days and maybe being a little out there, but it seems like he's really grown as a human being and become a really great team manager. And then you have an owner like Mike Genova, who really obviously loves the sport and is there for the right reasons. And that must be very comforting and help you relax. Because like you said, some of the factory teams probably are the, the stress and pressure have got to be insane. Yeah, man. I, I mean, Tony does an awesome job and obviously Mike Genova is an awesome guy too. Um, I'm, I'm really lucky to be where I'm at. You know, I got right. the, I think I got as good or better equipment than, than anybody out there. And, um, the group of guys around us are, are all top notch and, um, yeah, we have fun every weekend. You know, we go to a, a team dinner and 
hang out and talk and you know we got a pretty tight-knit group going on and um everybody gets along really well and um you know it's just it's fun to show up on on fridays at at the at the race and you know hang out with the guys go to go to dinner with the guys on friday night and even saturday after the race you know we'll we'll all try to get together and hang out it's just a cool cool group of guys and a great team tony's doing an awesome job mike Genova's doing an awesome job and i think it's really showing these these last few years how the team's grown and um the results the you know everything has, has just gotten better as a team um i'm i'm lucky to be a part of it absolutely you know, last year you got just a, a ton of amazing starts and, and this year, honestly, they haven't been as good. Um, like I really expected, we, we talked about as media who not necessarily, we don't necessarily know anything, but we just talk a lot. But with the triple crowns, we thought, well, man, a guy like Vince who gets a killer start, you know, could easily win one of the, the one of those, um, in that format with, with, you know, with a good start and leading a few laps and you could take off and win. Has some? What do you think has caused? I don't, I don't want to say this negatively. You, know, you haven't gotten quite as good as starts. Is there something that's changed? Um, man, I, I think it's just it's it's tough to be um, as consistent with the new metal grade. Okay, it, it, you know I can I can get good starts like this weekend. I, I started out front in that heat race and um, a two at that triple crown race. I hole shotted that second one. I just fell a few turns into the race, but um, like my when I nail one it's good you know our bike right. is unreal the, the sure. xpr guys do a great job with the engines and everything like that it's just when you're when you got that kind of power and you got full traction trying to take off as quick as you can it's hard to be consistent with it man it's um you know i, I think i think really a lot of guys have been kind of inconsistent with their starts and it's you know you haven't seen the same guy up front time in and time out, time out or even the same three guys kind of like normal it's yeah it's a little bit inconsistent a guy a whole shot one one race even from heat to main or weekend to weekend got a whole shot one and being 15th in the next one and um yeah i mean it's a, it's a totally new deal for all of us and sure um all that power with full traction is we're only human you know right we, right we, can, we, we can't nail it perfect every time yeah, I talked to my son who with this weekend at Bowers, there's a track they have in Amarillo. They had the starting greats there on that amateur track and at Minio's. And he's a really good starter. Like I've made jokes about him being like Vince Freeze, being able to pull a whole shot all the time. And and he says on those gates that he's like at now everybody's reaction time seems to be good. It's it, you know what I mean? So I, is that something that you're noticing that did the gates raise everybody up to your starting level or is it, are you struggling with the gates? Um, I wouldn't say I'm struggling with, I think it's just for one, it's so, it's so everybody's getting the same traction every time. So we're kind of all launching out of there with our handlebars still side by side. You know, by the time we get over the gate, most of the guys are still side by side where before you could kind of get a little advantage there. Um, so yeah, now and then you kind of see guys maybe bumping into each other a little bit because of that, and you know then then you start to over try because you're thinking, man, I, I nailed my start last time, but the two guys next to me were still side by side with me, so maybe I need to just a little bit more, and then you find yourself over trying and and wheeling or or whatever, you know, and 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 just it's so easy to to get thrown off just a little bit, and and yeah, guys are so good and consistent now that it's um you know one little one little mistake and you're starting in 15th you know right yeah in the last few years with 
with changes like mapping and traction control and now the grates, it really has taken a lot of the technique probably out and, and uh, the little bit of advantage to guys who have better starting technique. And I don't know, maybe as a fan, it, it keeps it a little closer, but as a racer, I'm sure that's a little frustrating at times. Yeah, you know it is, but you know we're all starting on the same same deal. We yeah. got to figure it out and and go race. And I, you know, I, I still like it. I'm I my starts haven't been terrible. I, I haven't been hole shot in every other race like I was in in years past. But um, I think they'll, you know, I think I'll, I'll get even better once you know the more the more time I put in on it. And uh, they're still not bad. You know, I I out front against half of the best guys in the world there this weekend in that first heat. I was leading laps and started up front there i whole shot at the main event at a2 there and um i've had some some really good ones and when i nail one it's it's really good it's it's gonna be hard to beat but um yeah just try to get more consistent with them and give me something to keep working on so um change the subject a little bit here as the series moves out east um what do y'all do like i mean do y'all move y'all's base out to the east or or whatever because i i believe by Look at your phone number here. You're from Missouri. Do you go home and stay there, or, or or how does all that work for you? No, I stay out here in California. Um, got my trainer here. We got the the tracks here. The team, everybody from the team comes back here. And oh, okay. Um, yeah, there's the tracks out here stay good. Obviously, the weather is is pretty much always perfect out here. And um, yeah, it's, the flight kind of sucks, but it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of part of it. You know, there might be a couple of them. Um, where I'll stay, you know, between one and, and, you know, in between one before the next one back East or whatever. But, um, for the most part, I come back out here at California. Very cool. Uh, so Vince, you know, in the last couple of years, you know, with some of the racing, um, you know, people have kind of put a label on you of being aggressive or even a little over aggressive mm-hmm. at times this season. It, it, we haven't seen so much of that. Is that something you've consciously worked on or is it, you know, look, motocross is an aggressive sport. You know, you block passing is part of their sport. I, I don't. We love it. Yeah, I, I, we love it. <laughs> um, I don't see anything wrong with it. If as long as you're not just running in and t-boning somebody on purpose, I think it's all fair. But have you consciously tried to step back a little bit, or has has the team said anything to you? Hey, just chill out a little bit, and or, or is it just you, you don't even think about it? No, man. I think. Um, really what it is, I just have the speed now to match some of the stuff that I was doing good before, you know, I, I, I think I had, you know, those years and previous years, I had elite level starts and elite level corner speed and things like that. But sure. My work speed wasn't there. My rhythm speed wasn't there. And, um, I'd get frustrated, you know, and I, I, I have, I have most of the pieces to the puzzle, but didn't have it all figured out. And I wanted the right. results. And, um, so now I, I, I'm still not exactly where I want to be speed-wise, but I, I'm close enough that I can I can ride with those guys now, and um, you know at that level that I want to be, that top five, top ten level, I can I can hang in there and I can have their speed. And um, so now I don't have to ride that way, and um, you know the faster way around the track is is not riding like that. So, right. Yeah. Um, Momentum. Yeah, I think it's just I think it's just been a lot of things. Me getting faster, team making my bike better. Um, things like that, just making me be able to ride at that level. Absolutely. So you, you kind of answered one of my questions coming up, but you know, what were your, what were your goals coming into this season? What did you expect of yourself? Um, I think this year was to be inside the top 10 and, and try to be in there consistently. 
Um, obviously, try to finish inside the top ten in the points as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's been going. It, it's been close. You know, I got, I got the, my first top ten of the season uh, in San Diego last week, and I think this weekend should have been a top ten. I just had that fall and had the speed and everything for it. But um, I, I think I'm setting 13th in points, but we got a few of those guys in front of me out. So hopefully keep getting results like that and um, we'll pass those guys up. We'll be right around that top 10 in the points. And um, yeah, I want to, I want to keep going though. I want to, I want to try to be consistently inside that, that top 10. Awesome. Hey, so I got a question for you, Vince. I'm, I follow pro motocross forever and even amateur stuff being that I've had kids, you know, growing up riding. I don't know anything about your amateur career events. Like, like I see you're from Missouri and all that kind of stuff, but like when you came up with what, what class did you come through with? Like who were the kids, the top kids and stuff like that? Oh man, it was guys like Austin Stroop, Nico Izzy. Oh, there was a lot of fast Uh, kids then. Yeah. Blake Wharton. Um, Man, there was there was a whole slew of them. There's some some really good guys there that I'd race. Um, yeah, and I kind of I raced for, like we did the amateur national. Well, we did like Loretta's and stuff on 50s, and I think even on 60s. And I kind of I, I might have raced it once on 80s, but we, I never really did like the full amateur national tour or anything like that until I was maybe 14 or 15 and got into like the schoolboy class and stuff. Okay, and then I think. A couple of years later, the B class is when I really started to, you know, do the whole tour, all yeah. the Lake Whitney and Minios and all oh, those different. I miss Whitney. Yeah. I love yeah. Lake Whitney. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a cool one. I think that was actually like, I'd won some titles like on 50s or, and stuff like that, but that was like the first place. I actually came into that race just hoping to get a top 10. And um, I'd been training for, I think, a full year at, at MTF and, and working really hard. And I came into that race just hoping for a top 10 and I actually won three championships there. Oh, wow. And I was like, I was like, wow, maybe I can actually do this. It's, yeah. This is crazy. You know, that's really cool. So that was that. Yeah. I really liked that place too. It's an awesome track and, and the whole thing, you know, the whole, the whole week there is awesome. And going the next week to Oak Hills, that was, that was a cool deal. So yeah, that would, you kind of answered my last question. So you trained at MTF kind of growing up. That's kind of where you, spend a lot of your time because i know out there in missouri that cuts into your riding time in the winter a lot yeah yes i think i was maybe 14 13 or 14 when when i went down to mtf for like a a little camp before loretta's one year and and really liked it and kind of decided hey i want to give it a shot like to to really you know go ride and train like these guys do and and see what i can do and um yeah, I pretty much did that for the full next year, and that's kind of when we went into that Lake Whitney race. And just thinking, hey, I've been working really hard. I feel like I'm going pretty fast. I, I think I could be in the top ten here. And <laughs> I think it was the year before I'd went to Lake Whitney, and I, I didn't even make the uh, the race or something like that. You know, there's didn't even make the top forty or something. Wow. And that's a big so step. Worked, yeah, in one year. Yeah, and, yeah, I think something like that. Or maybe i didn't couldn't even get a, a top 20 i can't remember exactly yeah. how it went down the next year I, I went and won three championships so yeah it was it was pretty crazy that's amazing well vince so you kind of answered like one of my questions i was going to ask you was where do you feel you improved uh and you mentioned the, your whoop speed is that do you think that's the biggest thing you've improved from last year to this year um probably i would say yeah the biggest single thing yeah 
um, still all around. I mean, I think every year I get I get better everywhere. Sure. You know, even even my corner speed's been I think great since you know since I turned pro. It's been pretty great, but I still think I I make it better every year. And yeah, um, it just might not show as much because everybody else I'm racing against is getting better every year too. Um, it's crazy, man, how much the level the level goes up and the intensity in those in those main events is is crazy, man. It's it, yeah. you can't even really explain it how how intense everybody's riding and, and how perfect all those guys are riding. Yeah, I don't understand how rate. y'all can go the speed y'all go and control a four fifty on a supercross track. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I watch, you know, I have the race film like just just me filmed, uh, you know, my whole main event, and sometimes I watch it back on Monday or Sunday night, and I'm like, man, how how, how do I, how are we doing that? You know, we're, we're hardly ever mess up. You know, everything everybody's just perfect. Um, and I think that's I think that goes back to everybody guys getting hurt. You know, there's so much pressure to never make a mistake and and to be so fast everywhere every lap, and um, I think it eventually just catches up with guys. For, yeah, definitely. There's a, all of you guys are riding that fine edge. And again, as you know, we all ride, but we don't ride it anywhere near a level that you guys do. And a lot of us, you know, keyboard warriors, whatever, like, well, you know, why did Tomac just lose the front end like that? Why does he do that all the time? Well, that's because you guys are on a razor thin edge between ability and what the bike is actually capable of and, and trying to find that fine line. And I don't think a lot of times we give everybody enough respect, especially the guys that are outside, say the top seven to 10, you know, you'll hear guys and you know, well, that, why does that guy even have a job? He sucks, you know? And honestly, nobody that even makes the night show sucks, let alone that makes a main event. You guys are 20 of the two of the best riders in the entire world. And it, I mean, you guys deserve what you get, you know? And, and I, and I don't, I don't know that you get that all the time because of some of the incidents that have happened, you know, whether like the, the incident with Pike, you know, last year or whatever, it gets blown out of proportion. And, and I think people don't let that go and actually give you credit for your ability. And and it's not just you, it's a lot of, a lot of other riders, you know, does that bother you when media or keyboard warriors or magazines say negative things about your riding style or, or situations you've been in? Not really, man. I, I, I mean, I work really hard and I, I know what, what I'm doing and, and, um, I got a great team that's, mm-hmm. that's paying me good to, to do this. And, um, I'm loving every minute of it, man. I'm, I'm getting paid to race a dirt bike and, um, I'm one of the best in the world and absolutely I've been, I've been getting better every year and, um, yeah, I, I'm loving it. I'll, uh, maybe when I'm done, done racing for good, I'll look back and all that and see what I think about it all. But right, right. now I'm just racing and enjoying it. Well, that's good. I don't, I don't, I think if you did take all that, like those people saying negative things, if you took that in and thought about it and held on to it, it would just, it would tear you down and it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be healthy. So I think what you're doing is, yeah, definitely the way, yeah, it. mentally the right way to handle things. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure just about all of them would trade places with me if they could. Yes, I would. I yes. would, especially since it sounds your team. It sounds so cool. <laughs> like I just want to hang out with y'all on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I was fast <laughs> enough to. Well, I tell you what. I wish I was talented enough to even ride a super cross track, let alone qualify. Yeah, I'm not hitting the triple. Yeah. No. no <laughs> not happening. So, <laughs> hey, last question I've got for you. Outside of racing, what what do you like to do? What are your hobbies? What gets your mind off racing so you can relax for even if it's just for a day? 
Oh, man. Um, it's kind of changed throughout the years. I really enjoy playing golf. Um, had some back problems last year, so I haven't been able to play in a little while. And I was actually kind of just talking to my girlfriend about that. Like, I'm I'm, I'm getting ready to get get going again and kind of start working on my swing again. And yeah. Stuff like that. I just I hate wrenching on my back any more than I would have to. After I had back surgery, actually, in the off-season last year. Right. So that's usually when we do our golfing. Um, I got you. I really like playing. I really like playing basketball, which that's kind of ties into to my training and everything. I use that as either a warm up or sometimes if I get in a good pickup game or something, that's my workout for the day. But um, yeah, golf, basketball, things like that. Um, I got I got some dogs that that we we like going down to the park and hanging out and mm-hmm. uh, running around and take them to the dog beach, stuff like that. But cool. Yeah, really. I mean, from about October until, um, May there's, there's not much, man. It's, it's riding dirt bikes. Yeah. Going to, going to the gym and, um, eating, sleeping. And that's, that's, that's right. David Villeman style. Yeah. David Villeman. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think Villeman said you have to, uh, eat motocross, sleep motocross and fuck motocross. Yeah. That's right. That was his, yeah. that was his, yeah. uh, and crap motocross. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah just, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, just yeah. real quick you, with the golf thing, that makes me think, you know, you were teammates with Kyle Chisholm last year. Who's friends with Ricky Fowler. Did you ever get the, a chance to go and, you know, hit a few balls with Ricky or take any lessons or anything? No, man, I haven't even got to play with Kyle. We've talked about it a bunch. And, yeah, me and Kyle talk a lot about playing golf. And, there you go. Um, no, I'd love to. I'd love to I'd love to go play with him. I think actually even uh, – I don't know if you guys have had Kyle on the show or not. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kinda, you know, um, obviously Kyle rode for the team last year. Yep. And, and I think Genova kind of jokingly was like, that's part of the deal. If I, if I hire you, you gotta you got to get me around with – with Fowler. Oh, nice. And, and so I don't know if they've gotten to play it yet, but I know um, he introduced him. I think Ricky was at one of the, maybe was it Phoenix or, or one of those races he was at. So right. The golf tournament was in the same city. So that was just a few weeks ago. So that's cool. Yeah. Just, but yeah. Yeah. You asked about Chiz. I'm, he's the I'm biggest Chiz fan. I'm, I'm the biggest Team Chiz fan there is, man. He has I, like Chisholm stickers on his van. Oh, yeah. All kinds yeah, of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Team Chiz, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cal. Kyle's a good dude. Man, he's he's crazy too. He goes straight from that two fifty to hops right on the four fifty and he was out I think he finished right behind me this weekend, like yeah, already yeah. at high level, you know. He he rides good. Hey, I think they do it I don't know, maybe him and his dad, they drive cross country, just do anything to just go racing. It's yeah. crazy. I I'd be like, Man, if no if nobody's paying me and I'm not I'm I'm staying. <laughs> you're home playing golf week. is what you're doing. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. I, he uh yeah, I, I had actually texted Brittany right after the heat race because I was like, Look, sh- first race on a four fifty this year, straight to the main. How awesome is that? Yeah. 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 So Yeah, he's he's a good rider and he obviously he's been at it a long time. And, right. Yeah, he's gnarly. He'll even go do the outdoor nationals like that. They'll load up in a motor home yep. if they have to and which he he should have a he should be getting paid full time and have a full time deal. I know his prize team now is good, but it's tough to to go into the outdoor nationals when you're a guy like that, national number eleven. Right. Nobody nobody wants to. That, I think that kind of says something about the state of the outdoor nationals right now. And a guy that that level can't even always have a a full time deal. I, and I'm in the same boat. You know, I I don't have anything lined up for the summer. I, I and I'm not really upset about that. I'm I'm gonna <laughs> take. Plan on taking the summer off unless somebody wants to pay me well and right. give me a, give me a good uh, program to go do well on. But um, yeah, I, I kind of think that outdoors deal is dying a little bit. Yeah, the the rumor is they're trying to go to like eighteen or twenty supercrosses and almost just do away with nationals. You know, and I, you know, I, I guess for the um, 
for the the financial side of the sport for the teams that's that's good for them because that's where all the money is that's where all the sponsors seem to be the outside sponsors but for the core of the industry it's it's disappointing yeah yeah no i get it i i I started to really miss it last summer like those first few i don't i don't mind missing glen helen hangtown i don't know why i just never been a big fan of them but once they got to like Millville, Redbud, I was sitting at home on Saturdays watching on TV. I was like, man, I'd do anything to be out there racing right now. Those tracks are so cool. And just the whole deal of the, the outdoor nationals, it's cool, you know, but I agree. to not get paid to go, to go sweat your butt off, work your butt off all day in hundred degrees, getting roosted, destroying <laughs> your bike and, you know, and, and to walk away from the day with 600 bucks is like, come on, it's not worth that. <laughs> right. know, that's why, that's why it's dying, you know? Yes, sir. Well, hey, Vince, we really appreciate you coming on here and giving us some time and uh, being so friendly with us. It was really great meeting you uh, at the two Texas rounds, and uh, we hope to see you soon, man. We'd like to get you back on in the near future. Cool. Thanks for having me on, guys. Absolutely, man. You have a good night, and uh, good luck this weekend. All right. Thank you. All right. Dude, it's a good interview. Yeah, Vince, man. What a a good dude, you know, and and like everybody else that we've met in this industry, just a good dude, and, and, you know, and... I, I don't know what else to say. Um, You're just all struck by how cool everybody is. Dude, I, I think it's awesome. I, I don't know that that would be true in any other sport. Yeah. There's always assholes somewhere. Well, and also, and, well the thing is with moto- with this, other sports, there's teams and yeah. there's, you know what I mean? So when you have 40 of the guys that get interviews, they just say that kind of stuff, you know what I mean, that are top people. Sure. To have this percentage of them that are down to earth, it just kind of shows the roots of the sport. Well, you know, it... I kind of lost my train of thought. I was going to say something a minute ago, but these guys, I'm sure a lot of them have egos, but they don't show it. The ones we've talked to, the ones we've met, don't come across as like, who the fuck are you? They, they're they cool. They just, oh, yeah they, yeah. they treat us like we belong, and man, every single time we do this show or go to a race, I'm more and more thankful that I fell in love with motocross. <laughs> So, hey, uh, we better go to a commercial. Yeah, let's take a commercial break, and we'll be back with Tyler Bowers. Hey, Kylie. Does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses Shock Socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork sills. So, if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork sills, get Shock Socks. Go to ShockSocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. In business since 1989, Broadway Power Sports and Tyler strives to provide a superior product with superior service. From motorcycles to watercraft, their full parts and service department they can get you taken care of with great brands like Can-Am, Polaris, Yamaha, Suzuki, Sea-Doo, and Victory. And don't forget they have firearms too. Broadway Power Sports is your one-stop recreation shop. Broadway Power Sports can match any online price. They can have most orders by the next day for no extra charge. With a friendly staff that offers a personal touch with a smile, How could you go wrong? Call 595-6288 or click broadwaypowersports.com and save. That's 903-595-6288 and tell them 
Moto Xbod sent you. Dark Side here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Char at 936-828-1472 or email Char, C-H-A-R, at mxgirl.com, and that's mxgirl, G-U-R-L, and tell her Moto X-Pod sent you. You got the one snowman on eastbound and down. Hey guys, Muscle Mark here. I want to introduce you to my friends over at York Welling and Fab. From new construction, truck beds, barbecue grills, and anything else you can come up with, York Welding and Fab has you covered. With deep motocross roots and 20 plus years experience, York Welding and Fab is a brand you can put your trust in. Call Carl at 903-780-7369. That's 903-780-7369 and tell him Moto X Pod sent you. All right, guys, we are back. Once again, all our show sponsors, MX Girl Designs Graphics, Broadway Power Sports in Tyler, Texas, All Sport Dynamics Wrist Braces, and Shock Socks, the 10-second removable fork seal protectors. All those great companies support us, and we hope that you'll support them. And they allow us to bring entirely amazing, fantastic riders like Tyler Bowers, the bear, bear. who... Quite honestly, I'm surprised he's still walking after his crash two weeks ago. What's up, Tyler? Uh, not much. Um, yeah, barely walking. Pretty yeah. Much. Uh, <laughs> I got lucky. I landed with my legs in the air and just flat on my back. So um, <laughs> I can walk. I just can't do anything else. I wouldn't be moving. For I'd like still be in San Diego. Yeah, that's right. I'd like be laying in, in the middle of the stadium. In traction somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, San Diego would have been weird because I, I crashed in Oakland. Oh, crap. Like, yeah, well, what, what, yeah. Well, see. Yeah. Yeah. He, he'd have been knocked yeah. to San Diego. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't hear Nate there because I, I pretty much flew to San Diego. Right, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. I feel stupid now, but hey. Anyway, Tyler, how you doing tonight, man? You, uh, how you feeling after Arlington? Uh, like crap, yeah. I'm um, still dealing with like all the injuries from Oakland. Sure. Uh, I, broke, I broke four ribs, uh, bruised my lung, sprained my wrist real bad. Um, did one of those shoulder contusions that's been going around lately. So um, <laughs> I, I caught one to one of those. I got so contagious. So um, I got that. And yeah, so I'm just super beat up, super sore. Um, broke my pinky too. So um, Jeez. I was feeling pretty good too. Like I went into Arlington and um, basically nothing was bothering me too much besides my ribs. And uh, then I crashed in practice in um, Arlington as well and, and tweaked everything again and made sure everything hurt real bad again. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so I raced. Yeah, raced Arlington and made it through the night and then flew home and just cried in pain the whole flight home. And, uh, yeah, made it home and got everything feeling good yesterday at, uh, at Dr. Navarro's office, did some therapy, and, and then tried to ride today at Elsinore. It would have been the first time I rode during the week for a few weeks now. So um, I rode today at Elsinore, and it was whatever. I rode. It was sore. Right. So just kind of just trying to just trying to keep fresh, though. Well, you've had some really amazing rides, especially right up until that crash. And you know you're you're a true privateer this year. I mean, how how does that feel to to have such good rides and and ha- and being a privateer? You know, not really having the big help you've had in years past. How does that make you feel like ego wise? Uh, it, it's amazing. You know, I, I, we can sit here and say I don't have have that good of help, but you know, I have I have a really good group of people behind me from you know trigger racing, rutted racing, all the guys supporting me there. 
um, Chaz and, and Clint, and then um, you know Donk was my mechanic um, for the West Coast rounds, and then in Arlington, um, he's he's I've won championships with him in Arena Cross, and um, he's won championships in Canada, and he's worked for a lot of um, great teams and great riders, and very knowledgeable. So um, there was a lot of stress, you know, preseason trying to you know be team manager slash team agent slash rider slash nutritionist slash trainer, right. you know, do the whole thing. Um, so the preseason was very stressful. Um, especially since I'm a new dad too, and I have no clue what I'm doing there. So uh, <laughs> you, I'm trying to figure all that. Yeah. I'm trying to get all that figured out too. So what? uh preseason was really hard, but it, it pays off, you know, during the season it's been, it's been great. And uh, you know, the people that I have supporting me and my bike's amazing, you know, I got, I got, um, good equipment, you know, um, I'm not getting paid, you know, but I get, uh, um, uh, I get to run what I want to run and I mm-hmm. get to make the best, the best bike for myself. So, um, and then anytime I want to go test or anything like that, I don't have somebody um, telling me no because they don't feel like going to the track that day or whatever. You know, I can do whatever I want to do, and and at the time I do it. So um, it, it, it's stressful, but it's it's so rewarding in the end. You you brought up something that I just dawned on me, man. If I would have been like a professional dirt bike rider when my kids were little, I'd have been the greatest excuse ever. Maybe I have got to go ride my <laughs> dirt bike. You have to take care of the kid because I've got to go ride the dirt bike now. <laughs> You haven't met my wife then. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't fly with her. Right. She's like, all right, we're all going then. So, day. Yeah, check this out, TJ. So Mark yeah. and I are walking around the pits a little bit before the night show. You know, we're in the privateer. We're actually looking for Alex Nagy because I had to yeah. give him some goggles and stuff. And we're, I didn't realize that Tyler was that far into privateer island that he's over there <laughs> with those guys. Like, I'm walking by, and I'm like, holy shit, that's a two-digit number. And I look down, and there's Tyler holding his holding his child. Brady's, <laughs> you know, in the in the – Inside really? doing some stuff. Yeah, he's like, you know, 45 yeah. minutes before the night show, he's taking care of his kid. So he goes, he goes out, yeah. does his motos, come in, change a diaper, back yep. to doing motos again. Yeah. That, that's what I was seeing. <laughs> so that's where, like I said, like, you know, I'm, I'm private here, but I, I've been around long enough that, um, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate for the people I know and the people that, you know, I have in my corner helping me out. It, 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 it literally takes a village for my program this year. You know, I got everybody helping me, so. Um, you know, when, when you caught me doing that, um, <laughs> I had to be bad for a second because my wife actually, um, she had to run to the Honda semi, um, cause they have like a whole catering semi too. So, um, we know some of the people over there pretty well and they, they, they let me have a plate of food from over there. So, nice. um, awesome. you know, I'm full privateer, but I'm not making bologna sandwiches at my truck. I'm, I'm, I'm getting the factory food too from, you know, those guys and then yeah. I'm able to go, you know, other places, you know, I know all the factory teams. So, sure. Um, it, it, it it's tough. It's stressful for sure. But um, yeah, she was gonna do on that. So I got to be daddy for a second. So, um, which is cool too, because like you know, having having Max at the race is like it kind of uh, it it just kind of calms you down. You know, what yeah. I mean? Like you normally like I'm stressed out trying to figure out what I did in practice and what lines I can change and stuff like that in between each you know each practice and each time on the track. But uh, you know when I when I hold my child, it's it, it just kind of I don't know it just puts it in perspective. Uh, just takes the edge off and just makes it not as stressful of a day. It's pretty the cool. Kids will put things in perspective real quick. Exactly, real real <laughs> quick. You just like yeah, you just you're just there to do your thing, and, and it's and it's like calmer, and uh, you know you know you know what you're there for. Exactly. Well, well, enjoy this now because they seem like they're a handful now. But when they get older, they get oh. easier to deal with. It's get more expensive. We we had this conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was telling about mine. You know, my son's twenty. Yeah, and I had stepdaughters, and you you give the boyfriends the talk. Yeah, they don't care. Uh-huh. They don't care. I was probably saying <laughs> stuff I shouldn't have said around Brady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, she's heard it all. <laughs> well, hey, so you mentioned you know have you been tight with some of the factory teams? I got to ask the question: Have you been approached by Kawasaki to uh, fill the Josh Grant position yet? 
what's going on with Josh exactly? Do you know that yet? <laughs> Uh, well, we hear he's out, but that you know we're we're new, so we we don't is, have all the insight. Sure? And what's nobody on? nobody listens to our show, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, most I mean, I of him at the doctor's office yesterday. He was scooting around just fine. Really? Well, I'll tell you <laughs> what. Most most of our uh, information, honestly, we're 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 big pulp MX guys, so we listen to Mathis, and then we just kind of take his his inside knowledge and we give him credit for. Yeah, it. Yeah, we do give him credit for it, but yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, then then you're getting your information at the wrong place. You're <laughs> well, that, that's why we called you. That's why we that's why we have yeah. you on yeah. here, so we can hear uh, it from the horse's mouth. Yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know what's going on yet. They um, okay. You know, I think there's a, there's a lot that goes on into that. Sure. Um, you know, there's a lot of meetings and stuff. I think um, most of the time it's because um, you know whatever team's title sponsor is paying X amount of money for X amount of riders you know, right. on the track for X amount of races. Um, during the season, so I think if you know these teams can meet their contractual obligations to their sponsors without um, having to bring in an extra guy, um, then they'll do that. You know, it's it's a lot of money um, to add another rider to the race, or or not to add a, add a rider, but to you know have two riders at the races each weekend. You know, you got to get a hotel for the rider all weekend, mm-hmm. a flight for the rider. You got to get you know same for the mechanic all weekend. Um, you know, so that, that alone is just expensive there. Uh, so it's it's always cheaper to park the bike if you can do that with without losing money from your sponsors so um well, i got a question kind of meetings they're having totally off yeah. of that because you've been through almost every spectrum of uh, levels of team what all do you what all does a rider maybe not a full privateer like you but but even from full privateer get from that factory bike because the 450s got so much power and i know it's it can't uh. be motor yeah, it's not always the motor. Like I rode the factory, I put them at factory Cowie um, like two summers ago now mm-hmm. for outdoors, for like the last few outdoors. And um, um, I had a PC 450 at the time that they let me like ride during the summer. They just did like some like cams in it and um, you know just some extra stuff. And then the factory bike, the engine I didn't notice was like crazy fast. Like my PC just kind of customer spec 450 was more like rip your arms off fast. Um, their bike was a lot easier just to ride for 35 minutes though um it was very smooth and very smooth fast i actually thought i, I could have used a little bit more um to it at the time like i needed a little bit more um, right then again i was heavier than josh and also heavier than eli so um i thought it was like i was push, pushing like 205 at the time i was a little bit heavy that year um yeah so i could use a little bit more motor but um yeah it's just you, all together like you know i've been at these teams um one the biggest help, I think, is just the stress factor. You know, you're not sweating um, getting to the races. You know, your flights are booked already. Your hotels are booked. Um, you don't have to worry about the logistics of like like me. Each week, I got to do you know inventory of what I broke on the bike, what I got to order this week, and mm-hmm. have, you know at the races, I got to you know make sure I bought fuel, make sure it's there, and, you know make sure my, my mechanics got a room, hotel room, and I got a room, and who's paying for it, and you know all that um, driving to the races on all the West Coast rounds, driving to Oakland, and all the all that stuff. So. Um, you know, that's a lot of stress for a privateer. Um, it's a lot easier just to show up with your gear bag, you know. Do right. those fill in rides, do they give you all like practice bikes and stuff too when you since you've had one yeah, before? It, yeah, if you do yeah. I mean I've probably had more fill in rides than anybody. I did PC I filled in at PC, I filled in at Hart and Huntington when they're on Cali's, filled in at eight or at uh um uh Chad's team at at two two. Uh-huh. Um yeah, three, and then yeah, Factory Cali uh, a couple summers ago. Yeah, I guess it was it. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so I've, I've I've been around a little bit on the fillings, but yeah, it's it's you basically inherit you know the ride. You, yeah, uh, cool. You got a you got a practice mechanic, practice bike usually. Um, but yeah, it's the full money usually. 
Um, it's just like you got hired on at the beginning of the season. Um, and then, yeah, some teams, depending on what their motivation factor is, like when, you know, when I was at PC, it was full bore. You know, like they treated me just like it, we started the season. We did all the testing we could. Like we'd be at, you know, the test track till dark trying to get it done, even though I only had three races for them, you know. Right. Um, they, they gave me their best effort. You know, they wanted to win races still, and uh, we won a race that year, you know. And then I've been, you know, I've been other places where it's just kind of like, man, man, we just need a guy for this race and one round, whatever. Let's get through it and make the main event. Like, you know. They don't really care too much. Right, right. Um, yeah, so, um, and, uh, yeah, it's it's it just kind of depends on what you get. Okay. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it's, you get a practice bike, get to ride it. That's the best part. I get to ride somebody else's bike. Exactly, yeah. And don't have to order the parts <laughs> when you break something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, hey, this is your first uh, season in Supercross, as, as you said, as a new dad. Um, what is it like training, you know, during the week, and, and you know you got to eat right you got to go ride you've got to work out how does that how has that schedule changed now that you have a child and, and you know does brady come to the track with you and, and bring the baby and and help you or yes yes sometimes there was a there was a few times you know this this preseason where we look like the freaking beverly hillbillies basically i rolled <laughs> into the track with with brady and a stroller and a baby you know going to the, the kawasaki test track and uh you know like the other the factory guys are out there and I took Brady there because there was a lot of times I was going where, um, you know, the PC guys would be, you know, back east, most of them. And, uh, and then, like, it was hit or miss whether, you know, Josh was, Josh was riding or um, if he, he was riding another Cowie test track or something. So, and at the time, I didn't have a practice mechanic either. So I was doing all my own stuff. Um, so there was, there was days I'd have to bring, you know, the wife and baby with us, right. with me to the track just to have somebody to call 911 if I crashed, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was stressful. I mean, at the time, I remember it was like super hot and, we were new parents, like less than a max was like a month old, you know, and it was just, it was, it was crazy. Um, there was a couple of times I was like, all right, we're just I'm done for the day. Um, this is getting too stressful. You know, um, we just load up and leave. Um, yeah. so yeah, some days she goes, it's, uh, it, it, it's hard, but at the same time, it's, it makes things easier. I was talking with, um, Justin Brayton about this in, in Phoenix. Um, we talked about how it kind of puts things in perspective as far as like your training and stuff. Like we used to, he said the same thing I was thinking was you would get kind of balled up if you met, missed a training session or something, or if you didn't do anything you know, just right, you know, you're like, Oh man, this is going to totally break my program. But right. now, now you're more flexible on things and, <laughs> and sometimes it's better. It gives you a little bit better rest and, um, and also, it's not really like a motivation, but I call it the dad strength. Just like things come, like the training comes a little bit easier now because there's uh, a, a different fire inside. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, there's like a different that. motivation for sure. I like that. That's cool. Yeah, being a dad, like I said, my my kid's twenty, and I, you know, I it, so I've I've been at it a long time, and yeah, where you're at, man, you've got a lot of really cool experiences coming up. Yeah, and I've got a yeah. grand a granddaughter on the way next month, so I've got somebody else wow, to spoil. Good. Cause then I could spoil awesome. spoil her rotten and send her home just to pay back my kids <laughs> for how bad they were. Yeah, yeah, that's all. Awesome. That's that's the best part. I think. Yeah, we had uh, my wife had some friends that were like, uh, "Oh yeah, like I, I I'm going to be a great mom." Like they're they're nannies and they're you know thinking that they're going to be awesome parents, um, which doesn't all always mean that you're going to be a great parent and that you can handle <laughs> it because you know being a nanny you're there for you know nine nine hours from the day maybe. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, then you, then you get to leave and go home and, and go dinner with you. 
whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? Like when you, when they're yours and they're with you, you're, it's, it's 24 yep. seven. You know what I mean? There's, there's no break at all. There's no like, Hey, I, I need to get away to, you know, just clear my head. It's, it's, you're, you're in it. You know and, what I mean? <laughs> and you're not allowed to strangle them till they pass out. I'm just saying. Yeah. They won't, they won't let that. That's very frowned upon for sure. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, Tyler, you have a reputation for, for being a little bit aggressive and you like to, you know, talk some shit and stir the pot a little bit, you know, and, and, it, and it makes it fun. And, and I like that. I like the I like the mm-hmm. personality. Um, have you always been that way, or is that something that you kind of developed while you were racing? Hell, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's hard to say. Yeah, like I, I I don't think I'm the guy that that I just uh, I, I guess my downfall, which is also a good thing sometimes, is that uh, uh, I don't have that filter. Yeah. I don't know how to be the robot, and and sometimes I get myself in trouble. Sometimes I talk too much or say stupid things but um yeah you're gonna get what i'm thinking which is not always a good thing um not always a bad thing either so um a, a lot of people love it for interviews because i talk quite a bit and i'll tell them too much information and, you know you get to pick what you want out of that so right. um yeah so like yeah stirring the pot and stuff you know i got um yeah and 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 being a little bit hot-headed um somebody <laughs> put this in malcolm stewart actually is the one that told me this he put it in perspective for me one time i um i thought i was kind of some people just thought of me as like a dick, you know what I mean? Like maybe I was just a jerk is why I would, you know, be a little hot headed. But he, he told me I'm sensitive and I was like, Hmm, that's a different way. And you, you you're kind of right. Cause I, I, I go both ways. Like I get happy really easy. I get yeah. mad really easy. I get sad really easy. So, um, it's not that I'm just hot headed. Um, the more, the, the nicer, like calmer way to put it is I'm sensitive. I'm very sensitive. <laughs> I don't, so. I don't know if a little guy, a little guy could have told you that and it went, it went over so easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, it was Malcolm. We were cool. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, it, I think if we were yelling at each other and he called me sensitive, it'd be different. <laughs> <laughs> like, Let me show, show you sensitive. sensitive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, so. I like it, you know, and, and I think a lot of fans like guys like you and like Baggett and, you know, and Cooper Webb, who you've had, you know, you had a few run-ins with back in a yeah. few years ago and, but it brings personality to sport, you know. I mean, it's not WWE, but yeah. that's what people love about WWE is like, you know, is that there are Personality. personalities, mm-hmm. you know, even though that's yeah. a little bit fake yeah. there. But I love Cooper. Like, yeah. People think I don't. People think me and Cooper don't get along. We were friends before a little beef, and then we had some beef for a little bit, and then we made up, you know, before that season was even over. Yeah. Older and, um, what I love about Cooper is exactly how we had Deef is he's got a fire under his ass, you know what I mean? And he is, he, he's got passion and he's, he's not scared to be Cooper and, and to, you know, bark up a little bit when he, when he's mad about something and, you know, he, he goes for it, which is freaking awesome to me. You know, I love that. Right. So, Hey, and this, this off season, if I'm not mistaken, you, uh, you ran some off season races and I think you got second at night two at, uh, Paris. Is that right? Yeah, no, uh, I won night two. Yeah. Oh yeah, you won night two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I got like fourth on that one, but yeah, it was it was second overall for the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, Paris or whatever. Yeah. And do you like doing? Do you do that just because you want either like it or is it just for some experience or because money. it pays well or all of the above? <laughs> Baby, baby had to eat, man. Right no money. <laughs> I was broke. Okay. <laughs> I got to feed my child. Uh, I like no, it. I, I enjoy it too. Like I used to do the German Supercross series, which is what I just did last year. Uh, two years in a row before arena cross um, back in 2012 and 2013. Um, I, I enjoy doing it. I think it's good to get you know some gate time before um, the season starts. You can make a little bit of extra money, whatever. Um, but it's good just to get some gate time. Sure. And just gonna be um, you know. 
like, you know, just behind the gate and get back into that racing experience before the full season, you know, hits here in the U.S. So um, I love doing it just for, for that reason alone. Um, but, yeah, this year there was a little bit of extra motivation to take any and every opportunity I could to race anywhere that needed me, um, just try to get a little bit of extra cash flow coming Hell in. Hell, yeah. You, know, you were talking about, you know, doing that before the Arena Cross, and you spent a lot of time there. Have you heard anything about what's going to happen with the Arena Cross next year? No, I heard, I heard some people saying it's not going to come, it's not going to be there anymore. And I, I mean, over the last two weekends, that's been a rumor coming up, but I don't yeah. know. Like that, that was, that was always something that came up when I raced arena cross. People would like say that and it, it came back every year. So, yeah. um, yeah, who knows? I think you, you well, just, you don't know. Well, we're going to have Jay Reynolds on here after you, the guy who owns nitro arena cross. Uh-huh. And uh, I got to visit with him and, and he's kind of heard that too. That's, I didn't know if you, if you'd heard anything. Yeah, I don't. I'm, yeah, people have said it, but I, I haven't heard a good reason why it wouldn't be there. So um, I know like attendance is not too bad at those. You know, like they have, they have decent attendance. Yeah. Um, I mean, when I raced, you know, it was you know we have our bad weekends, but they're sure. you know, great weekends too. So um, I think it's it's good. Um, I don't know why it like Fel owns it too. So I don't think. Um, I think it's good money for Feld as well. So I don't like. There's no. There's not a lot of overhead, and they get a lot back out of it. So. Yeah. Um, if not, it's not even easier than running a supercross. You know, they don't it doesn't take as much time to uh, even build the track and tear it down. Right. It's a smaller track and it's a smaller arena, so it's a little bit less overhead. So I don't know why they would get rid of it. Yeah, hopefully it won't go away because we need more racing, not less. It'd be, yeah. It might be nice if they rescheduled Absolutely. it for the end of the towards the end of the year where it didn't conflict with Supercross. So guys like you could go do both. That'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah, but I've, I've always said that, but it gets hard when they do that because they're, then they're fighting um, the real sports um, oh, for, yeah, yeah. You know, for, for arenas. You know sure, I mean? like sure. The, with basketball and hockey and all this, you know, all the other sports, they're, they're, they got a plan to try to get into these arenas and these venues around stuff like that. So Makes um, sense. I think with Supercross and, and, and Arena Cross, we just get our stadiums and arenas because we uh, we get lucky nobody else is using them at the time. Right. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, my last question is actually um, about your wife, Brady, Monster Girl. Um, mm-hmm. Is she She's still doing that, correct? She's done some of the races this year? Or yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah, she did most of the West Coast rounds. Actually, all the West Coast rounds. Uh, Oakland, she didn't do, and then she didn't do Arlington this weekend. Uh, yeah, she's the majority of the West Coast rounds. And she did um, Monster Cup. That was one month after, you know, having Maxwell. Right. Um, and she set her goal for herself. You know, like right after we had Max, she was like, I want to work Monster Cup. And I was like, that's pretty brave. That's in like three weeks. You better get on it, you know. And, right. Uh, I mean, she did it. She, you know, went to the gym every day and got on it and, and you know, filled the diet. And, yeah, she she killed it, so I'm proud of her. Right. How do, how does that work? Do they does Monster just kind of like do they have okay? You're going to work certain races because I know in the past she's worked like the entire series. Or does she decide just to work her for you? Or does no? Yeah, it's kind of like you know uh, Monster usually gives them a call or you know emails them. And, uh, they, they have an agent there, Kelly Welch, that they do it. And, uh, Tyler, we're losing you, bud. Can you hear me? Yeah, now we can. So yeah, a lot of it depends on like kind of the the travel schedule, like where the where the event is at. Okay, yeah, it's just races. So whether they're um, a West Coast based model or an East Coast based model, and, and I got you. Whether it's a an, an East or West Coast, and uh, and yeah, it's just kind of how many girls they need. Sometimes they need more brunettes for an event or more blondes for an event. <laughs> yeah, um, it kind of yeah. No, I mean there's a there's a lot of crazy stuff that goes into it. You'd be mind blown. Yeah, well um, we had yeah, uh, cool. we had Dylan Osborne on. Um, which is um, Dustin Pipe's 
you know, girlfriend and she's done some monster stuff. And we talked about, she sent me a resume before we had her on and it had things on there, like the measurements and stuff. And I was like, that's just mind blowing to me. Like, why do you even care? I mean, you can look at a picture of her, see what she looks like. Why do you need that? But yeah. And then of course I asked her questions about, you know, the guys get gropey and I've heard, I think Brady on pulp talk about stuff like that. And of course, Mercedes Terrell back in the day. And it's just mind blowing what they have to go through to do what yeah, they do. Absolutely. Yeah, but you got you to be careful groping Brady because she's freaking mean. <laughs> I, try gro- I try groping her in the house all the time. And fly. <laughs> Did you see my black eye in San Diego? That was her, huh? Yeah, that was her. That was that had nothing to do with Oakland. <laughs> I, that thing shut. I got right. back from Oakland and I was like, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. And right. Just went for a little grab and next thing I know, my eye was swollen, swollen shut. She would get Ooh. along with my wife really well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she holds her own. <laughs> right on. Well, Tyler, man, we really appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule and talking to us. And, um, man, we, we hope nothing but the best for you. And if that, if that factory Kawasaki ride comes open, I hope you get it, man. I, I hope, you know, yeah. obviously we don't want Grant to be hurt, but, but we would yeah. love for you to not have to stress so much and get out there and let the team take care of it for you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a bummer for me too. You know, JG is a, he's a good friend of mine. Yeah. And, uh, He's kind of my riding partner right now. We ride we ride together quite a bit during the week when we can. Um, you know, both of us riding at the Cowie track. So if he's hurt, I, it's just me at the track. Then we're going to have to get him but, on because he probably doesn't remember this, but way back in the day before he turned pro, I worked for a company and we built pit bikes and stuff like that, racing pit bikes, and he raced for us for a little while. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so we got to get him <laughs> on and get the Wayback Machine out, see if he remembers there any of go. that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Well, Tyler, once again, man, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day. And, uh, man, it was really great meeting you and Brady and uh, Max. And, uh, hey, good luck this weekend. Thank you. I really appreciate it. All right, Tyler. Thanks, man. Take care. Yeah, you too. Tyler Bowers, another another good dude. Right? dude I was say interview. the same thing, but I don't know what else to, to that. That's just how I feel. I can't I, help it. I just can't get. I get mind blown every time we have like we have somebody on because it's like a really good interview. Right. I'm waiting for that one. Where we're all sitting around afterwards, looking at you, going, going, "What?" Or, the? or like they won't answer. Like you, know, like one word. Type, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you can kind of get the vibe when you meet these guys at the track that they're cool, you know, or. or I guess we if I if I talked to somebody at the track that just seemed like a, a dill hole, I probably wouldn't even try to get him on the show. But well, well, like when um, when Freeze answered the phone at first, he was kind of quiet. Or whatever, oh yeah, and I was like, oh, this me. I wonder how if he's going to open up. But man, he just opened right up. It was your charm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, <laughs> you know, I I had uh, got his number at Houston, and I texted him, and he never answered. Yeah, I so I, that. the first thing I did was when I walked up to him at Dallas, I said, "Hey, dude, I texted you the other day about coming on the show, and you didn't answer, but I want to try again." He's like, "Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, you know." And and you could tell he was sincere, man. He was just I was just busy, and yeah, yeah, you know, like there's a couple guys that I've tried to get on that have, in my opinion, straight blown me off, and that's fine if they don't want to do it, and they, you know they don't know who I am, they don't owe me anything. But. Yeah, Brian uh, Brian Deegan, cool guy, me at one of the amateur nationals. Like, oh man, well just call, just hit me up an email, you know? Like, yeah, just walked away. And I'm like, well, I'm a nobody, so. Well, I've gotten a couple guys that are like, yeah, I'll give you my email. Um, I think Grant gave me his email. Um, a couple of the, like the bigger guys will have me go through their publicists, like Marvin yeah. has, and um, Jason Anderson maybe go through his publicist, and that's fine. You know, those guys get pulled every. Yeah, direction. they've got a ton going on, and they may just not want to do it, and that's they're right. It's perfectly fine, but we'll keep trying. That's right. So hey, we got to talk to Marvin at least at press day, and that was cool. So. Um, another break and then Jay Reynolds Jay Reynolds right on let's do it
right, Moto X Pod Show 66 back once again. Um, great night so far. We've had Vince Freeze on and, and Tyler Bowers. And next up is Jay Reynolds with Nitro Arena Cross Series. Jay, how you doing, man? Man, we've coming to the end of a, just a marathon run of arena crosses around the around the nation. And, um, man, just stoked. Stoked about the whole scene, the whole motocross scene, the arena cross scene. Life is good. We're on an upswing these days. Well, I got to say, I don't know, Jay, from visiting with you and as much traveling, as much work y'all have to do in all these arenas. Jay, I don't know when you actually get to go home. When's the last time you've seen the house? Yeah, uh, that's 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 for sure. We actually do get about two days at home each week. So No, that's not too we, bad then. Yeah, we get back for a couple of days, and then we head back on the road. We've been doing that since October, since the end of October. How, how many total rounds do you run when you combine the East and the West? Uh, 14 plus the World Championships Arena Cross, so 15 complete weekends. 15 wow. weekends. Right that's crazy. And how many years has Nitro been around? You know, uh, seven years. Okay. Going really, really healthy and strong, uh, you know, at a, at a real fast growth pace for the last, uh, probably the last four. Right. Well, uh, dark side here, Jamie has got a chance to go to the round that you had in Mesquite uh, last, year, yeah. last year. And yeah. we have talked about it, and I, and I was trying to explain to other co-hosts who's not here just how great of a show it was. And that's the same thing he said. It's just, it seems like, like you're at a mini Supercross. The, yeah. the, the intro, I mean, the opening ceremonies to everything. Yeah, that's the goal. That was the goal, right? To, uh, to not only put on motocross racing, but to, uh, you know, in, in arena cross, but to, to combine that and get a, and make a complete show aspect out of it. Um, and we worked really, really hard. Uh, last year we kind of had an award winning, uh, intro show and we've worked on that this year. So, um, trying to make these amateurs and then these up and coming pros, you know, feel like heroes and then give the crowd a, just a phenomenal experience. Yeah. I thought it was amazing. I wasn't really sure what to expect. Um, you know, I'm, I'm buddies with Brian Jackson and, mm-hmm. uh, I think, I believe we met at that round. I was the one that was doing the benefit. Originally it was for a local guy that had gotten paralyzed and then we, uh, switched it over to one of your guys who had gotten injured at a, at a previous round. Um, and mm-hmm. we did a little giveaway and fundraiser for him. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, okay. Well, that was me. So, yeah, yeah I, really, I really enjoyed the show. And, man, there was some really great racing. And like, you guys treated me like family. And I thought it was a really, really cool deal, really cool event. I was really disappointed that it didn't make it back to Mesquite this year. Yeah, they, the, that venue sold. So we'll be back in Texas next year. Awesome. Okay. Great, um, great. Yeah, yeah, that is that is the plan. That and some other markets, uh, we're always expanding, right? Yeah. yeah, that's good. That's good because in a lot of areas in our sport, it's kind of going the other way. Well, that's a neat thing. We'll, uh, one of the cool things about arena cross and whenever we advertise, you know, it's it's pretty wild. But but uh, you would not believe the amount of people in the stands that are that as far as new racers, you know, the, yeah, the the dads will bring the son or the daughters, you know, and and. And they're like, Dad, I want to do this. I don't want to do this. And that's how a lot of people get started, whether they go to Supercross or Arena Cross. Um, I'd say more get started that way and get led to the outdoor tracks than people just showing up at an outdoor track. Yeah, you got a good point there. Yeah, they they come see the show and then like, hey, I want to do that. Right, because they got lured in, you know, by the, you know, by the advertising. Because we spent both Supercross and us and any other Arena Cross show probably puts on, spends a fair amount of dollars, you know, 
traditional advertising. So right. that's a big thing I try to tell the sponsors, try to tell the OEMs, you know, that what we do, you know, is really bringing in new blood. Yeah. And that's, that's just a huge, huge deal. Um, uh, you can even see it with our beginner classes, right? Right. You know, for real. Um, uh, our, one of our biggest classes this year, as a matter of fact, was our 50 beginner and our, and we implemented the reinstated the air cool class, air cool 50 CC class. Cool. And, oh, you just can't believe, um, the amount of new racers we got out of that. Yeah. I think it's full gate every race for the 50 classes. I, I mean, every time oh, I was yeah. there. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we're over full gates. We're usually LCQs, <laughs> um, you know, doing, doing LCQs in every, you know, in the, especially in the 50, uh, senior and 50 open classes. We well, saw something this year I'd never seen before. And that was LCQs in the 65 classes. Right. Well, and I, I haven't seen that ever in my whole career. Yeah, that, that say that really makes me feel good. That's, that's a positive for the growth and the, of, and the future of our sport. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. It, your show is, I'll tell you how good it is. So my son, Doc, and then you know him, he yeah. is, he's not actually the biggest fan of the racing of arena cross because he says the track, you know, you do so many laps on a little track and he's like, but he wants to go every weekend. And I'm like, well, I thought you didn't like racing. He's like, but it's so cool to be there. You know, like <laughs> he, he loves the event. He really does. He likes everybody there from the track workers to everybody. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're taking it to another level too. You know, like with this World Championships of Arena Cross, we're uh, you know we're going to be this weekend. We're going to be live casting um, all of Saturday's events, and you'll be able to catch that on our on YouTube live uh, YouTube live cast on oh, Motorhead cool. events. Yeah. So, and I want to implement that on more more uh, rounds of our of our Arena Cross, so that uh, you know people at home can see it. And we can and we can further our reach. We're going to be doing podium interviews using the Facebook Live uh, thing. You can find that on our uh, on our Facebook page, which is again is uh, which is Nitro Arena Cross. Right. Um, so um, you know we want to expand that fan experience. Another thing, I think you've seen it or maybe not, but we we like to uh, give back to the racers, and we do that by doing podium interviews. Yeah. Uh, of the heat race winners, we do that during the track party. Yeah. And during the track party, not only do we have the pros out, but we usually have the 85s, 65s, and 50s come out with their bikes and set up across the line from all the pros, and then invite the whole crowd down. So, you know, that's uh, that's another uh, way that we give back. And like you said, like your son likes it so much because that's one part. You know, it's a mm-hmm. party, but it's not all about the pros. It is a lot about them. But, you know, but we're including those 50s, 65s, and 85s and giving them interview time. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, don't you do some, like, uh, freestyle exhibitions at some of the rounds? Uh-huh, yep. And, and then, and then of course, Brian Jackson usually does his little, his three-wheeler demonstration and a bunch of other, like, wheelie, wheelie. Um, Doug DeMoto. Uh, yeah, his, his yeah. tribute. I mean, that tell us a little bit about all the, the other stuff that, the kind of the you intermission know, we, stuff. Sure. We always try to put in something, uh, whether it be UTV racing, which is a blast, um, which, you know, UTV is going around an arena cross course. You can imagine the carnage. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Last time I was there, there was one on its lid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every time uh, we raced them in Kansas City and two of them made it they ended up on their lid. So it, whether it be UTV racing or, uh, you know, or, or good freestyle, you know, backflipping. For, we had a guy backflip for the first time this year. 
at our show. Wow. During the show. Yeah. I mean, he yeah, that didn't was even his, tell if he was going to do it. His first time ever to try the backflip to, well, I guess, I mean, they have a metal landing, but to a to ramp metal, to ramp. Yeah. Wow. From ramp to ramp. Yeah. We, we were, uh, needless to say, the energy level was off the charts, but we were afraid. I'll bet. I'll bet. <laughs> we were afraid we were going to be peeling him off that ramp. But, you know, but, you know, just cool stuff. Brian Jackson has taken, and you talked about him. He yeah. has taken this whole wheeling deal to a whole new level. Every time he gets better and better, it's amazing just to watch him now uh, wheelie backwards. I mean, he can ride the whole track backwards. Yep. On, on He can wheelie anything. He can wheelie the whole track on his uh, on his three-wheeler. He does the front flip. He just did five front flips in, in one straightaway uh, on his three-wheeler. So he's always doing that. Sometimes we have a musician, you know, music, country music or rock, a rock guy doing, uh, you know, rock rock music there singing during the intro so we just try to mix it up at every yeah. single round and uh have some element of uh of of uh of entertainment during uh you know in between the races and then our staff is just amazing at getting the races done i don't think we finished listen to this number you'll find this kansas city missouri hail arena and everybody listening if you want to make it to one event next year go to hail it was cool i was there 925 entries over the weekend Wow. In an arena cross. I personally think that's a record. Um, I've never heard of anybody having higher numbers than that. And we still got done uh, both nights by 1030, starting at 7 and getting done by 1030. Yeah, your your employees are kind of like a a little bit Nazi about getting things done and quickly (laughs) and where you have to be. And I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but yeah, they, yeah. they got it handled. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Nazi might be an extreme word. Yeah, I don't know if they'd appreciate that, but uh, everybody appreciates them, and the reason they appreciate them is because they do help yes. uh, them get to where they need to be. We're really serious about people not missing their race, um, but we're also very serious about not being there till 2 a.m. in the morning. That's right. And uh, our no, our goal is 10.30 and getting through whatever numbers we need to get through and getting it done, getting it done quick. So uh, we had, uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago, maybe in the last week we had Brayton on, mm-hmm. and it was a couple um, weeks ago, a couple weeks ago we had Justin Brayton on, and he talked about his growing up racing local arena crosses and fairs and that kind of stuff, and that is something that we all feel is important, you know, because the future of the sport is Supercross. What do you see the future for arena cross, for like especially like the Nitro, but even with you know arena cross as a whole. Well, okay, so whenever I came in, let me go back to whenever I started, and Arena Cross was pretty much a crap show, you know, I mean, beyond the Amsoil Arena Cross, I'm not putting them in this, I'm talking about your fairs, your 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 guys who showed up and did mon- monster trucks and Arena Cross together, yeah, that kind of stuff, that's what I mean, um, and, and getting in, whenever I came in, Arena Cross had a very bad name. Everybody was breaking bones because tracks were guys would go out and they'd put a 70 foot jump. I mean, Mesquite was one of those places before we got there, you know, we rolled in the guy goes, yeah, I broke both my ankles here and you know, (laughs) stuff like that. So they had horrible tracks, horrible and and very dangerous tracks too, that they just threw together in a day. Um, So what we did, we looked at that and I've got three of the best track builders. Um, I've got Matt Sweeney. Um, who just came back. He's working for Dirtworks now. 
Um, just got back from Supercross, and he's headed uh, Supercross track building. I've got Tracy Freeman, who builds most of the practice tracks in, in the whole uh, Kansas, Missouri uh, area. Um, and then I've got uh, Chris Fry, who's my competition director, um, who also builds with them. And they looked at that. They started looking at safety. And they need one thing they needed to do to have safety. They needed more dirt. So I ponied up and started buying more dirt so that we could have more uh, filled in jumps and and more roller jumps instead of peak to peak. Right. Uh, That's key. So the landings. Absolutely. And they needed another day. So we just so I I bought, uh, you know, whenever I go in, I buy an extra day. Uh, an extra setup day so they use they they'd use two full days to set up and get everything tweaked instead of just going in one day less dirt peak to peak and it being more dangerous yeah i think those two those two key things more dirt and an extra day to me show me how much you care about what you're doing because that shows that you're willing to probably that's probably cost you a, a, i would think that's a big percentage of your profit probably but you're willing to do that because you know it makes it better and safer. And especially when you have so many amateurs out there, you know, the Amsoil sure. is yep. the top guys below maybe Supercross riders. And some of those guys are equal to the Supercross riders. But you're dealing with guys like me who are 42 years old and has to go to work on Monday. And you're thinking about everybody. Yep, absolutely. So to continue what you were just saying, it's real simple. I mean, if we do, if we provide a family atmosphere, a good, a good quality show, and and tracks that are as safe as an arena cross style venue can be made uh, i see arena cross i mean that's like you said your son wants to come i see it as having a real strong future mm-hmm. um because of the because of those reasons and people need a place to race in the winter absolutely well i'm pretty impressed with what you're saying so yeah that's yeah, it's going to be awesome, and I know like this weekend is the would you is the world, yeah, world championships arena world championship is what, arena. Is, is what we're calling it. It's yeah, that's coming up this weekend in Tunica, Mississippi. I know that the G the G three racing team, they're all I'm part of like their their group messages. They're all going nuts. They're planning big deals because it's not. I mean, it's at a, a I guess they're staying at a casino or something like that. Oh, it's huge. It's a Hollywood. Yeah, it's a Hollywood casino with you know it's. It's a massive, this massive casino that's a lot of fun. Got a lot of cool stuff, look cool memorabilia. Yeah, my wife's saying, I'm not, she's like, I'm not even bringing the RV. I'm taking the truck and we're going to stay in the hotel because everybody's going to, and I'm like, okay, whatever. As, as cheap as you are, you're allowing that? I'm, I'm, she. It probably costs as much to drive that thing up there, though. Well, I, I actually did the math and I think it cost about an extra 60 bucks for her to stay in the hotel. So I just. And you're allowing that? I allowed it. Jeez. <laughs> if you don't they'll know. Probably have to, they'll probably have to eat peanut butter and jelly all the way up and back. I'm going to be at work. So I think she was going to do it either way. <laughs> yeah, she, she wants. <laughs> Uh, so, hey, Jay, um, you said it was 14 rounds this year. Is that correct? 14 weekends. Yeah. Or 14 weekends. 14 weekends. 20, yeah, there was uh, 14 rounds in the east and 16 rounds. That's each each individual day okay. in the west. Okay. So do you have, like, a like say, a five-year plan where you want to start adding one or two events a year, or is it just whatever you – if you can get a venue, you're, you're willing to add one? Well, that's a – I mean – Venues are once you. Now I've got too many venues. Okay, right? that's 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 the issue. So um, yeah, we're looking for markets. Right? Okay, and and that's the long term. Uh, whatever market supports us the best, 
um, and and doing it and the five-year plan is to geographically make that happen um, to support the most amount of racers and to find the markets that will support our product the best um, you know and then find marketing partners uh, that it that you know that we support and they they support us back um, a lot of times the marketing partners will dictate the markets so that's that's part of the process at the moment next year we plan to go back we we used to have three geographic regions and i pretty much made that decision that i'm going to go back from two geographic regions to three um when you say that you're talking about like uh, regions for the championships yeah region yeah regional championships there'll be championships within a championship um so you'll have an east you'd have an east east region You'd have a west. The west, for example, might be the Tulsa, Tulsa, Texas, and, and Arkansas area. Um, that would be that would be a west. A north region might be uh, Illinois. Uh, no, not Illinois, but uh, would be uh, Kansas, um, yeah. Missouri, Kansas, Missouri, and uh, Nebraska slash Iowa. Right. North, you know, that might be north, and then an east might be a really broad region over there, being Tennessee. Mississippi, all the way to even I know uh, Ohio and Illinois. Are you going to do the Ironman thing too, with with those three regions? Uh, the Ironman would shift back to a total overall uh, championship. Okay, um, is what is what it would probably uh, transfer to. Oh, okay, um, so you would if you ran uh, the equivalent of two regions, you would qualify for the overall championship. Yeah, that's what we did two years ago. Um, before I bought the, the AX tour uh-huh. and then we tried to split it up, but I think, uh, I think our numbers, uh, will be a lot better just because people, uh, there's a lot of people that, uh, can race, uh, in, in a region a lot easier than having to follow, uh, some of that and race for a mini championship within yeah. a championship. Well, that, it does make a sense. And, and as he said about how cheap I am, <laughs> I mean, every weekend I'm like trying to nickel and dime to get to all these rounds. Because for us, being from the south, we're south of I-20, we, um, and so we can ride all year. Arena Cross isn't as big here because of the fact that, you know, tomorrow will be raining here, but tomorrow's going to be 70 degrees here, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, man, it's worth traveling. Anybody who has an opportunity to do that, I mean, I think it's great for the kids, especially which I couldn't, I couldn't get a lot of the kids where my, my son trains with to understand this, but the future of the sport is Supercross. Why are they not hitting up every arena cross they can get to? Does it make sense to me? Yeah, we had, uh, gosh, I'm going to forget his name, but um, I, I will remember it just now, Casey Cochran. Mm-hmm. And Casey Cochran's a Team Suzuki rider, right. and, uh, and he trains uh, with... Whoever's, I'm not going to say who his trainer is because I can't remember exactly, but it was a pretty big name. And he's been coming to our rounds and in the East. Right. And the reason, reason he's done that, and quite frankly, he, you know, he, uh, but he did that because they said, you've got to learn. They said, okay, you know, if you're an outdoor rider, you know, it's tougher to ride indoors unless you do it a little bit. Right. And he, got, and he told his dad, his dad said, well, I don't like riding indoors as much. And he goes, well. The month, you know, your future will, your road to your future goes through indoors. That's what That's his right. trainer told him. And so, like it or not, you need to learn how to do those corners. You need to learn how to do those whoops. You need to learn to 
learn how to ride those indoor tracks. Yeah, yeah, Doc struggles in the whoops. Like, he tries to wheelie through, tries to do all this kind of stuff. But, yeah, th those kids have got to learn that. Absolutely. Well, Jake, Absolutely. Yep. it was really good having you on, man. I appreciate it. I hate cutting you off, but um, no. we're getting to the end of our show. But, man, I, I'm really bummed I'm going to miss this last round because the rounds that I've got to go to were absolutely amazing. The show you put on, and I'm not just sitting here just trying to puff your head up. I'm just being honest and want people to realize just how much fun the Nitro Arena Cross is. And I haven't been to the other Arena Crosses, but I just – I have well, not <clears throat> heard as much good as I have from the Nitro. Yeah. I've only been to the one, but I see a lot of the YouTube, or the the Instagram and Facebook videos that Brian Jackson posts, and it's a quality product without a doubt. I'm sure there's some not-so-quality series out there, but you guys definitely run a professional program, and it was an honor having you on here. Really enjoyed it. Guys, I love it. Anytime. Love to come back <clears throat> on and uh... – Maybe time and maybe next the, year before the, the before the series starts, we'll get you back on, and we'll um, try to you know, get it promoted for next year. Yeah, sounds great. Appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, right. Jay. Sounds good. See you guys. All right, take care, man. Yeah, it was cool, man. Uh, yeah, and, you know, if you guys are if you're Moto fans, I'm sure you you hear about a, a race coming to your area. You guys probably go anyway, but check out their all their Instagram and whatever, not, you know, Facebook, Nitro Arena Cross. Check them out. If they come anywhere near you, go give them some support. It's good racing, and hell, go take your bikes and go race. Yeah, for real. So, um, yeah, we're going to try calling uh, call call. Mark. <clears throat> Maybe he can get on this conversation about our Supercross weekend. Hello. Muscle Mark. <laughs> Hold on. Are you lifting weights right now? Huh? Are you lifting weights right now? Oh shit! Man. Oreos. <laughs> Eating Oreos—that's the—that's the new weight. That's, that's the trait. He's doing his curls, yeah. dippy, and he, he adds some weight to the Oreos with milk. It's, it's gonna be. I just add Oreos. I just add Oreos. Right. Well, it's gonna be—it's it's gonna be lack of muscle, Mark. Yeah, that's right, man. You got—you got to get back in the gym, bro. I got like muscled arms and legs, and then the rest of me is kind of fat. <laughs> Well, we just finished up with our last guest, and uh, we thought we'd give you a call. We got to get you on because y'all were the ones that were at Supercross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Supercross is cool, man. So, uh, Mark, tell us your highlights of this weekend. Oh, <clears throat> uh, let me think about that for a second. Was it uh, for me? One of them, and probably yours, was the hamburgers at the uh, Rocky Mountain ATV tent. That was pretty awesome. Those are pretty damn good. I have to say that was like right up there. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know about. So, so wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. Hang wait. on. Hold hang on. Hold on. Hold you on. hang on, TJ. No, Zip it. I'll turn your mic off. <laughs> so before y'all went to watch racing that had a, a some really good racing uh -huh. and, and got to hang out in the pits, be in the press box, uh -huh. and what y'all are excited about is the hamburgers. Well, the corn dogs well, yeah. were good, too. The corn dogs are pretty damn good, too. <laughs> oh, dude. about that $7 corn dog. That was the best oh, corn dog Oh, wait a minute, though. And then what about um, Jennifer... Mayo making us the the homemade hamburgers. Those are pretty damn good too. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I yeah. had a hot dog. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, those those might be the highlights. I don't know. Yeah. So if you see pictures of me walking around, my <laughs> belly looks a little bigger than it already is. That's why I ate a bunch. Yeah, so. boy, the food was good. But no, really, what do, do you have anything that sticks out in your mind? Like I mentioned, talking to David Villeman, that was pretty much a highlight for me. 
I'd say that was right up there for sure. That dude was as cool as, I mean, you don't really know how. He kind of comes across on, like, other shows, like, he's being a little bit abrasive. And when you talk to him in person, he's a nice dude ever. Yeah, I mean, he kind of looked at us questionable, questionably. That's not quite right, but it's close as I At first he did, yeah, but he warmed up as we talked. Yeah. Yeah, how about getting to shoot pictures on the floor for Presta? How would you feel about that? That was kind of weird. I'll say that. That was <laughs> a first for me. I've been on tracks before and shot pictures, and not on a super, not in the middle of a stadium. It was a little different. Yeah. But hey, it, was, it took me a while. I wasn't used to being that close with my camera. I wasn't. I wasn't ready for it. I had to like readjust a bunch, and like so. I did end up getting that one shot at Camartine Davo. It probably ended up being the best one of the weekend. I took that that day. That was pretty cool. So. Yeah, it was fun, man. I don't uh, getting to meet a bunch of the privateers was really rad. Got to meet Josh Greco. He was cool as hell, and that mustache he had, <laughs> he looked like uh, uh, Captain Hook with that thing. Right, but, uh, right. Yeah, I had met, I had got to meet him in Houston, but that was the day before you got there or you came down. So yeah, you didn't get to meet him that day. He seems like a pretty cool dude. Yeah, he's really <laughs> cool. We supposed to we're supposed to get him on and then get to talk to. Uh, Getting to talk to Bud Man a little bit again. That was always cool. I, I'm a huge fan of that guy, so that was neat. For sure. And uh, I don't know, man. It's kind of hard to pinpoint, like, what was the coolest. I know what wasn't the fucking coolest was having to walk back and forth in the pits of that stadium. It seemed like we – I was I couldn't even walk by the time the weekend was over. Well, you had new new vans on, and you, you got a bit of a blister. That yeah. Probably, yeah, so you were, you were struggling. I, thankfully, I didn't have that issue. I was fine, and – Man, TJ, I was getting frustrated because, like, first of all, I got pretty damn long legs, and I'm like, I'm trying to go, and and Mark's just dragging along like like your kid would. <laughs> well, he finally listen, said, "Just normally, go, dude." Normally, I walk really fast. Yeah. I mean, you don't you don't get you know the job I have. There, there's no such thing as moving slow, so I can move, but in those shoes, I couldn't, and they <laughs> rub pretty gnarly blisters on the backs of my heels. So, but yeah, that's it. that's why you got you tried to show off with some new kicks when you went to the to the Supercross. I'm telling you, man, I liked them so much, I just kept wearing them. Yeah. <laughs> he bled, he bled for those shoes. That's right, literally. I definitely bled for those things. They got. I went and got some. Uh, my wife went and got me some of those things you stick on the back of them for the heels or yeah. whatever. So I wish I'd had them before the weekend, but right. hey, I guess better late than never. That, that that's pretty gay, bro. So, well, I was telling you, yeah, so work has been a pain. You know, I. Yeah, my fucking van broke down yesterday, so that's going to be a, a nice six or seven hundred dollar problem fix. Right. So I had to find one to drive home from work today. Well, but, I was telling TJ, you know, we were talking a little bit at the beginning of the show about our weekends, and um, like I didn't really get into the story too much, but another cool thing for me was after the race. You know, we don't really know where to go to the, go to the press conference. We're standing in line for the. Stand in line for the elevator, and here comes Weege and Mathis and Anton, and uh, you know, of course, they're talking. They they were talking about my ponytail, which I have to admit was I thought was pretty funny and pretty cool. Um, but anyway, they, you know, we we ride down and we go find the the right elevator all as a group. And they're I don't know, I mean, I just felt like we were a part of it. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed going to the press conference. Uh, Holly, Jim Holly handed me the mic and I didn't even ask for it. That was a little, I was a little stressed on that because I didn't have I'll a- tell you what, man. You walk in that press conference and Jim Holly's in there, he's going to make you feel right at home, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I was like, I don't know if you saw because you were kind of sitting off to the side of me, but, um, Sean Brennan from Feld, who we had on a couple weeks ago, he pointed at me when I sat down. He, he basically tapped Holly on the shoulder and pointed at me, telling him to take me to the mic. 
but I didn't know why because I never asked for it. You never had a you didn't have a question or anything like that. I didn't up. have one ready. I've been I've been trying to think of one. <laughs> I knew I was going to do the the Steve Mathis Nets kind of question, but I didn't have it. Then, more. I well, did Mathis did it for you. Well, I did it first. Oh really? Yeah, you don't. You didn't even hear what my question Dude, was. Let me tell you something. They must have known not to hand me the mic because when I walked in there, I looked like I'd been run the hell over. I was. <laughs> I, I don't even remember what anybody said during the press conference. I was so tired at that point, I didn't even care. See, I didn't realize you didn't ask because you said something later that was funny when Mathis asked about the Nets, and I was like, "Motherfucker, I asked that question like three questions before." I oh. Well. What I said or what I asked was, I said, "Hey, Feld has been changing some things, like the points." The points, uh, payouts, the uh, triple crown, and the Steve Mathis nets. What? How? What do you guys think about those things? And then Mathis, a few questions later, said, "Yeah, what do you guys think about the nets?" So I started that. Oh, listen, I don't even remember. That's listen weird. to him. Well, the, J- the weird problem is, is because it didn't get a reaction like it did when Mathis said it. So maybe it just it slipped my mind when you said it. Pro- you know? Yeah. Well, Steve mentioned on the Pulp Show last night when some because somebody called in and said that was really cool that Darkside asked that. He said, "Yeah, it was sometimes when you ask a question to all three of them, you don't specify, hey, so and so, that it doesn't. They don't know what to answer." And I, I guess oh, that, yeah. that was something I, I needed to learn because I didn't. I just asked a general question, but really my goal was just to get the Steve Mathis nets out there. Right, right. But it was yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I, you know, and then afterwards, I was really kind of nervous that I was going to be in trouble for that. And I don't know if you saw this, but when we were walking out, Steve, or Steve, Sean Brennan, again, he pointed at me. And I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. He's about to chew me out for saying that. And he pulled me over and said, who, who do you want to talk to? And that was all. He was just trying to make sure we had. Oh, yeah, yeah. He did that to me, too. And I was like, oh, no, dude, I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm waiting on him, man. Right. So I, I like no, I it, man. Really had, I had no energy left at that point. I had two days of walking <laughs> back and forth to the tent, and I was done. I didn't yeah, care you, you went back to the room and went to sleep. Me and Hal went out for In and Out Burger, and hell, I didn't get in there back in the room till two thirty. Yeah, I wasn't. I was dreaming about In and Out Burger at that point. I yep. was over it. So I didn't even try. Jamie went to bed late, and then he got up and was out of there earlier than me. I wasn't in no hurry. I told you, man. I don't get much sleep. I just roll. I, I think Mark realized how ADD and OCD I am this weekend. Like I cannot sit still. <laughs> drives me crazy well when you when you outdo me in that department you got issues so maybe you need meds but, uh, <laughs> yeah. it, uh, i went i went and found a starbucks and sat there for two hours and finished editing my pictures and posted some of them which i still have a ton i haven't put up yet right but, uh, well the ones you did put up on instagram were actually really good like like i, I was like looking at some of the photos and i'm like did he really take these photos well, I'll tell you, though, man, I fought with that lens a little bit. I, I just got it, and I haven't played with it much. I didn't even use that camera very much. I yeah. use, I'm more, used, more comfortable with your camera than I am mine. Right. But I've got, I just about got it dialed in. I know I kind of figured, after all was said and done, I figured out some things I can do with it, and I'll be better next time. So Cool, cool. Well, whatever that is. <laughs> well, I think we had a good time, and I know we're trying to line. I think I think St. Louis is going to happen for me. Well, I know it is. When I get home tonight, I'm actually booking those flights. So, uh, yeah, I, I was legitimately sad leaving the stadium. Like I was sitting in the van. We were we we're kind of waiting on Hal. He disappeared on us. But regardless, like I didn't want to leave the stadium. Mark was like, "Let's just go. He'll call us." And, and I didn't want to leave. I just wanted. I would have sat there until all the rigs left, probably. Oh wow! Yeah, That's sad. Sure. I love it. I, uh, I told y'all I was gonna try to go to Daytona, and then the flights are too expensive. I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> and you got to fix your engine. Well, that too for sure. Yeah, that that through that that's the biggest part of it. There, I'm getting it done. 
by a buddy, and he's gonna, and it's still gonna cost me a bunch of money. But right. hey, at least it'll be running again. That's really yeah. I, I I told Amber about ten minutes after I got home, I was like, huh, how would you feel if I go to another race? Because she was, you know, she she was a little bit bummed. She was ready for me to come home, and she's like, well, like she said, if you wanted to go, I guess I'll be happy for you. Which full time media before you know it, Mark? He's gonna man, be chasing all of them. I want to. I was thinking today at work, like, how can I get out of this job? You got to start writing articles and turning them in and that kind of stuff, so you yeah. can actually start getting paid. Well, you can you can have that part of it. I, if I could go just take pictures, I'd do that, but I ain't trying to write no story. Well, you're gonna have so to you, you're gonna have to get really good to be basically Simon Cudby. And he used to write stories before he was just full time doing photos. No, I mean I'm saying I would write them, but I just don't want to. <laughs> right, right. It's, well, uh, no, I mean, I, I'm decent in that area. So, but hey, no, cool. You should do it. Go to all of them. Yeah, I wish it. Well, that's not even a possibility. But, it, but St. Louis, I think I'm going to go ahead and do that. At least just get the flights booked and knock it out, and that'll be I'll the last this, one. I, yeah, right. Well, I'll say this to anybody listening: the cool. I mean, I know that the the main attraction in the pits is where all the factory teams are, but if you want to go to the coolest part of the pits, go to Privateer Island. That is where it's at. I'm telling you that. The, that next time I go to a race, I'm going to spend 80% of my time there. There you it's go. It's so funny interesting to see what everybody's doing over there. Yeah, well, I was telling TJ, well, actually, we had Tyler Bowers on, and I was like, yeah, we were walking through the pits, we're, the Privateer Island, like deep in Privateer Island. Yeah. Looking for Alex Nagy and Travis Delnicki, and I, we looked over like, holy shit, there's there's – Bowers is right there. We we hadn't seen him all day, and there he is feeding his kid, and Brady's in the trailer, you know, making him some food, and it was pretty trippy. I wasn't expecting him. No, I wasn't either. What, what's the chances he ends up on Josh Grant's bike? We asked him. We asked him like 12 times, and he wouldn't give an yeah. inch. He so, said so – so we'll see him on Josh Grant's bike then. That's what well, I'm thinking, because he, he wouldn't say nothing. That's he, pretty much. Well, what he said was, well, what's wrong with Josh? I saw him the day at the doctor's, and he was getting around just fine. No, so. he said he was rolling around just fine. Oh, I thought he said he was skipping around. No, he said uh, he was well, rolling around just yeah, fine. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, we're not. he didn't really give an answer, but TJ obviously thinks he will, and I think he will too, because I heard that he broke some a leg. So Yeah. No, he either did the tip or the fit, but it's one or the other. Though. Okay, well. He didn't. He didn't give us an answer, but yeah, it, it, it may take a couple of weeks. He he kind of was giving us the ins and outs of how all that works, but yeah, we'll. So we'll see. Well, Hopefully, if anybody deserves it, it's him because he's riding really damn good right. Absolutely, you know, and I, I was hoping that Chiz even being hurt, hoping Chiz gets Barsha's ride, but I don't know that that'll happen. Because I don't think they have to have anybody. No. Yeah. Well, they might though, man. They got they got that green claw on their bike just like the Cowies do, so they damn sure might need to have somebody right. out there. That's a good point. I mean, they did put Barsha on there. If they get anybody, I hope it is. He should, dude. He kills it. He should be on that bike. I agree. I agree. All right, Mark, we're about to wrap this up. Call it a night, and I'm gonna drive my ass home, man. Somebody, hey, Jamie, take my privateer shirt with you. Don't get it from you next week. You, you don't want me to leave it here? You're gonna be here, right? Uh, when am I coming by there? Oh, hey, I guess I can run by there and grab it. Well, or, well if I bring it to you next sh- Tuesday, it'd be here anyway. You're gonna? It's the show next week, retard. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> hey, okay. TJ, dude, uh, ACOC's gonna fix my van. Can you do it at your shop? Um, I get. There's no way to get it in my shop right now because of all the crap. We, we can talk about it later. I can try to he make it. He can do it outside. But anyways, all right, cool. All right, cool. All right, Later, Mark. Guys. Hey, take care, man. We'll talk Later. to you soon. Bye. Appreciate it, guys. Yep. See ya. All right, guys. Muscle Mark. 
Yeah, um, well, we're going to wrap this thing up one more time. MX Girl Designs, and you guys remember that girl is G-U-R-L. Um, you guys can look on my Instagram and check out, or her Instagram, and check out the work she does. Uh, it's really good stuff, it, good prices. You know, we really appreciate you supporting our sponsors. Broadway Power Sports in Tyler, Texas. If you're looking for a new bike in East Texas area, go check them out. Pretty much have anything you could ever want. All Sport Dynamics. If you need some wrist braces, and you do need some wrist braces, hit me up. I'll get you taken care of. Shock socks. Fork seal saves your fork seals from leaks. And uh, Patreon, man, please go to Patreon. P a t r e o n dot com. Support us. Help us out. We even if it's a dollar a month, man, that'll add up. And maybe in a couple years, I can go to every round of Supercross. So yeah, help us out. We'll keep giving you guys some free content. Um, We'll give you some special content if you do Patreon, and I've already sent out a bunch of goggles to the guys that joined in the first week, and I'm going to keep trying to do stuff like that. We'll give you some shock socks. Yep, we got a shock sock giveaway coming yep, up, yep. and we should do the first one to the, the Patreon people, like do a drawing. Well, I'll tell from- you what, the next person that signs up for Patreon, even if it's only a dollar, will get you a set of shock socks. There you go. Protectors. So go sign up, help us out. Um, hey, we appreciate you guys. Next week, we'll be back with, uh, hopefully, well, you won't be here, will you? I will not. I, two weeks right. of work. All right. So next week, it'll be me Somebody's and Muscle Mark. Somebody's got to fund all this. Crap. Yeah, right. So yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all keep doing that <laughs> through Patreon, and then these guys can you know, buy their own equipment and do the show. And just what, cut you out? And cut me out. It's because y'all are doing that. Yeah. No, like I told Mark, man, what you do is the hardest part. I mean, <laughs> no, I know you no, showed no. me to run that board. I'm talking about Jesus. not having to, for you not having to drive this far when oh, I'm not yeah, here. that part sucks. <laughs> But anyway, hey, guys, thanks. Great show. Appreciate you listening. Next time, we'll we'll see you next time.